If you're looking for daily SDR content, check out Morgan's SDR Chronicles Auditorial Encounter. Good afternoon or morning, everybody. This is John Barrows with Jay Barrows Consulting. Hopefully you all had a fantastic weekend. Um, this Make It Happen Monday, it's a low week. It's July 2nd here. July kind of fourth screws everybody up right, right in the middle of the month, kind of kicks one of those weeks into the, the meh, everybody doesn't give a shit week. So decided to uh, have Morgan on here so we can chat a little bit about some of the things that you should and could be doing this week during the uh, pseudo downtime so you don't waste it. So what's going on, Morgan? How you doing? Doing good, John. How you doing? Good, man. So you're you're taking some time off this week, right? I'm I'm taking off. This is I normally I actually hate taking vacations, but yeah, I'm taking off. But we need wow. some. Yeah, so you're leaving tonight, right? And you're going to be gone all the week. Um, I'm taking uh, Wednesday and Thursday off, but let's talk about, um, you know, again, I want to use this podcast to, to give people a little bit of a kick in the ass because the danger of a week like this, I actually think these weeks are great weeks for a couple of reasons, because one, you can bang out a bunch of administrative stuff if you need to. One is while everybody else is sleeping, you could be excelling, right? Um, but what's the what's the danger from your perspective as you see this week uh, with reps who aren't taking vacation? They'll probably they'll obviously take uh, Wednesday off, or even for our Canadian friends and our EMEA friends who know that the Fourth of July is on a on a Wednesday here in the United States, so they'll probably chill out on on Wednesday. What do you see as the danger for uh, reps who who are working this week but might not be in the right mindset? Yeah, I think there's there's really two options that you go into this week. It's either take it off and just straight up chill. So that's what I'm about to do. Like, I'm, obviously, there's little things I might have to do, but like, I'm completely checking out. Or like, be involved and get some things done, plan some stuff out, and knock out projects that maybe you've been putting off. I think that's really how you need to treat this week. Uh, because if you're on the fence, you're just you're going to be like in a half zone, and I don't think that's very beneficial at all. Because you're going to be like you're resting, but you're still working. And you're not letting your body make the decision on what you really need to do. And it goes back to a video that Gary made. Uh, he called it August. So he just talked about how in August people either just chill or they continue to be aggressive. But he said, you have to pick one. You can't just be on the fence and be like, oh, I'm going to kind of work this week. And then I'm going to kind of sleep. Like, it's just not going to be beneficial for you because you just need to choose one. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's kind of you're in or you're out, right? Um, I, I'll my old boss actually had this, uh, he had a, a pretty good analogy on this one as far as it related to the gym. <clears throat> and what, what he said was, you know, a lot of people, they'll go to the gym, right? No, you know, some, I don't know, I can't stand going to the gym. I hate it. But I go because I know it's good for me. It's health, you know, those type of things, right? Um, but there's, but there's obviously times where I don't want to go to the gym. And I sit home and I might eat something, you know, some ice cream or something like that. But I'm worried about like, oh, man, I know I should go to the gym, but I really just want to chill here and relax and and eat some ice cream. And but if you're sitting there and you're feeling bad or you're guilting yourself, like say you don't go to the gym, and you sit home and you eat ice cream or you sit home and you like feel bad about the fact that you're not at the gym, like that's worst case scenario right there. So because you're taking the time off. So stop thinking about it. Just do it. Right. Um, just say, screw it. I'm not going to the gym. I'm going to eat this ice cream. I know exactly what that means. I'm going to feel good about the fact that I'm eating this ice cream. I'm not going to the gym and I'm not going to feel bad about myself for not going to the gym. Right. Right. 
<laughs> so it's kind of the same thing with this one. My, you know, my recommendation this week, I think you could add one more piece to this, which is what my recommendation would be, which is first get after it. Right. So I think today and tomorrow there are enough people who are taking this week off mentally, maybe not the whole week, but I almost guarantee there's some executives like myself and some other executives I know who are using this week to catch up a little bit, to tone it, you know, to, to kick down a notch. There's not as much chaos There's very low email volume. There's very minimal amount of meetings that are happening within organizations, right? Because it was just the end of the half. So this is kind of like the breather week for so many people. So a couple of things on that. One is I actually think you can get direct to decision makers a lot faster and easier this week. Because they're going to be chilling, right? And so that's why I think to your to your uh, keep dialing here, Morgan. I think the, one of the best things you could do today and tomorrow is just crush the phones today and tomorrow. See what happens, okay? So literally get after it right now because your competition isn't. I almost guarantee your competition. I mean that both internally and externally, by the way. I mean your internal competition as far as the other reps who are you're competing right. against for that next promotion, but also the ex your external competition. While everybody else is sleeping, if you're getting after it, you have a chance to excel there. So pipeline development is huge now for Q4. But if today and tomorrow aren't bearing any fruit, so say you're calling and whatever and nobody's picking up and you're not getting those conversations, well, then Thursday, Friday, I would use to do what you're saying, which is like the full-blown admin stuff, right? Really get stuff in order. So what are some of the things, Morgan, that you can suggest to people that they – from an admin or a project standpoint, like think back to your days of being an SDR or an SDR manager type of stuff and some of the stuff that you're working on now. Like what are some of the tactical things that you could suggest people do during their downtime? Say they get after it Monday, Tuesday, nothing's going on. Thursday, Friday, I got to sit there. What are some of the things that they should be doing? Uh, I think big thing that you could start doing is, and this is what, what I did, is create whatever you have, Evernote, like there's all tons, tons of things, whatever note taking tool that you have and look at the top 25, top 50, top 75, top 100 accounts and figure out what are the insights and triggers you can use to reach out to them. And I'm not saying you don't have to reach out this week if you don't have the time to, but it's taking like a full day to be like, okay, like where are all the insights? Uh, YouTube channels, podcast interviews could be somebody wrote a book that's in the organization Taking all those insights, so then when you come back next week, all you have to do is start hammering out those insights in, in email and directly to people. So that's something that I would that I would look at. Um, another thing that I that I did is let me jump in on that because yeah, what I yeah. used to do is, and this is just for me. I used and I used to, I still do this where I take my top twenty five, right? So I got the I got a spreadsheet where it's the name of the company. Uh, their website and the name of the main point of contact that I want to reach out to and then their LinkedIn profile. So those four columns are there on my spreadsheet and then column five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten are trigger one, trigger two, trigger three, trigger four, trigger five or reason one, reason two, reason three, reason four. And what I do is I'll sit there and during downtime, like we're, like we're talking about, or just while I'm watching TV or, you know, some mindless thing in the background, I will just poke around people's websites and look for those reasons and I'll just cut and paste them in there. So they might not be perfect, right? They might not be, Oh, here's the exact thing I'm going to say, but it'll be the research and where I'll throw the link in there or I'll just do a quick little thing and then uh, sublink it to something else. Yep. And so, so that way <clears throat> now to your point, when I come in on Monday next week, I have 25 accounts. I have four or five, six different triggers for each one of them that I could use to tell a story to. 
And now I've, I've expedited the research. Now all I got to do is craft the messages and let it go. Now, if you want to take that to another level and craft all your messaging and figure out all your stories, I definitely recommend that if you have the time. But at the bare minimum, I love it, you know, what you say in there, which is, is really just do some homework, right? Prep for every single really tier one account. Come up with your strategy around those things. So um, cool. What else? What else could they, should people be doing right now? So fine-tuning messaging, um, this is, and it depends. Like when I when I get when I get to where I'm going, which I'm going to Orlando, um, if before I actually take the real vacation, which is going to start tomorrow, uh, might go through some fine-tuning on my messaging because like there's some messaging I have like where it's like twenty percent, twenty-six percent view rate, but like no responses, and I've sent like a hundred emails. All right, that email is obviously not good, so <laughs> I need to change that. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, obviously it's terrible. So like the thing is like I got to figure out how to get rid of that um, yeah. and add something that's more beneficial. Um, and then also if you're using Vidyard, it's something that I'm doing right now. So this morning I made about 20 videos. And so I'm making videos so that I can send out either this week or send them out next week uh, so I can prepare. And so I'm just getting the momentum of like, I can do a lot more outreach when I come back. Um, also phone calls as well, like reviewing your own phone calls. Um, so I guess for John, for example, like if you're a leader right now, like to actually go through a lot of gong calls, cause John has like had enough time to go through my gong calls yet. And like during this downtime, you can go through those and give me like more critical feedback so I can get better on calls. Uh, and then also you can review your calls on your own time as well. Like you have that time to go through because again, there not won't be as many people like trying to contact you or a lot of people you won't be able to get in contact with unless as you say, keep dialing, you're making the direct dials. So those are a couple of things that I do during the downtime, but I really just try to take the time to clean up my list um, and get prepared. You never know without duplicating efforts. I actually use CRM to clean up all like, I, so I think starting from scratch here, not scratch, but at the beginning, what if I, I would do, and I used to do this with my reps too, is I would run a list of all everybody's accounts in their territories and run a, a, and I would dump an Excel file to see where all the white space was. So yeah. obviously, you know, hopefully in there you have the name, the contact information, those type of things. But if you don't, that's something you should go and figure out how to clean up all that stuff. But then what are the what are the other white spaces that you have? Right. So, you know, what technologies do they use? Who's the competition in there? You know, those type of things. And what we would do is we do database cleanup days every Friday, not every Friday, uh, once a quarter, one one Friday afternoon, a quarter. I would Friday afternoon pizza and beer and we would just and I would have it. it wouldn't, we wouldn't be moving, um, yeah. but uh, I would have, uh, you know, the reps call in. I said, look, I'm, I don't care whether you get meetings or not. I care whether you fill out all this blank space, right? So there, so they would do, and this is actually an interesting technique that you could use, or you know, obviously anybody listening to this could use. We would call into like the one eight hundred sales number, right? Like one eight hundred sale whatever, and actually start a conversation with the frontline sales reps, and kind of be like, hey man, and just start a conversation because again, this is a time where. Those type of reps are looking to get their talk time up. So they're happy to have a conversation with anybody. Yeah. And we were pretty open. We were like, look, you know, here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get into your company. And as sales rep to sales rep here, is there anything I can help you out with? But, you know, here's a few things I was wondering if you might be interested in sharing that information with me. I can share with you something else or whatever that was. Right. And they would literally just call all day, way low level stuff and just fill out those spreadsheets. And then I would take those spreadsheets, upload them back into Salesforce with all the updated contact information. Right. right. Uh, so to, to Lucas's question here, by focusing on that, that actually might be a great exercise I would go through if everybody's looking to like, hey, where do I start or what should I do is 
dump your list, figure out where the white space is, figure out the information you should be getting that would make your life and talk tracks a lot easier, and then go clean that entire thing up and then tag them appropriately. So we have our tier one, tier two, tier three characteristic, right? So you got your tier one accounts, your tier two accounts, and your tier three accounts. Well, then you can dump a list of all your tier one accounts that has all that contact information in it. And now, Lucas, you can put them into a spreadsheet and look for the triggers and those type of things. So that's how I kind of combine the two. Um, but I think you're spot on, Morgan, as far as listening to calls, you know, ask proactively asking for coaching. This is a great time for training. I mean, I'm not to promote our own shit here, obviously, but. <laughs> But I think this is a great time, right, to go to do training. To you know, we've been trying to get you in a presentation stills class, that type of thing. Like this will be a great time of the year to do that because you're not, you know, you're not doing anything. And so self self education, um, training, those type of things, all good stuff to do. I do want to throw one more thing in there that I think uh, people tend to overlook, which is looking at their lost deals. So actually two things, developing better relationships with existing accounts and um, reviewing your lost deals, right? To take a look at your pipeline and say, okay, over the past three to six months, what deals have I lost? And is there any type of commonality through those? Because yeah. right? you and I talked about like practicing this morning, right? With all the deals that are in your pipeline. I mean, look, this is the time of year where it's almost inevitable you're going to hear Sorry, Morgan, it's the end of the quarter. I'm pushing hard to get this. Yeah, let's connect next week. You know, yep. let's do it's almost inevitable, right? So what do we talk about the two things that you really focusing on here moving forward uh, based on kind of your forecast and pipeline? Uh, number one is getting to power. Yep. Uh, that's been the key key tell sign probably every single time. But again, we're coming up with tactics to get better. And I have been getting to power and obviously yep. those conversations have been different. So that was that's one thing we're continuously working on. Um, and then two is just being straight up to figure out like, Hey, what are not like, what are the next steps? But more so like, let me know if it's a yes or no move forward. Right. Um, so I'm going to start doing that more to be like, Hey, look, like as we I wrap up this call, like I've had conversations that end like this and normally they tell me, Hey, here are the next steps. And they tell me I have to go talk to someone. Just let me know if it's a yes or no or not, because as we both know as sales professionals, like maybe or no answer is an answer that we don't want. So being more upfront with that is something that I'm going to be instituting more on my calls. And I actually did it today. And the person was just like, Hey, like, actually, you know what? Like the price seems like this right now. Like, I don't know about it, but at the same time, like six months down the line, this is something that I actually want to do. Like I do want to continue conversations. So now I'm not like, Oh, next steps. Like you want to do it. It's like, no, like there's some expectations there. And now that I've set the stage to, that he can be honest with me, uh, we can move forward in the right direction. So I'm more excited to do that this quarter with the conversations I continue to have them to just after that qualification call to be like, Hey, look like this, I know it sounds great, but like, what's, what's really going to happen here. And like, let me know. Yeah. I think that goes back to, you know, expectation setting is, is the key in every way, shape and form. Right. So a lot of times people are a little hesitant at, especially after you go through that call process with you. Right. So that you've qualified them, you've shared them some information, you've set them up on the online portal, like all that stuff. Now there's a little bit of a, ah, shit, I feel bad telling this person we're not going to do it. So it's a lot easier to just drag you along, drag you along. Um, whereas I think if we're transparent about it to say, look, I, I don't want to be the annoying sales rep here, you know, but could you let me know? Like, I think that, and I started doing that a long time ago because I was in a very similar situation that you were in where I was just so frustrated 
with people having like me having really good conversations with people that seemed like it was a no brainer to get this thing going. And then it just, you know, deals would just sit there or they would die or they would never call me back. And so I started being like, all right, maybe it's the fact that people are just uncomfortable with telling me no. Um, so why don't I just preempt that? Right. So now it's, right. Hey, look, and, and the way I tend to phrase it is, look, as we go through the sales process, you know, there obviously is something need for me. Let me know. But if there's something at, at a certain point where you you see that we are not a good fit for what you're trying to accomplish uh, and I'm not seeing it for some reason because I got my sales lens on or whatever it is, or I don't know what you know, those type of things. Are you OK with telling me no? Mm. And then shh. And you could layer in, and the reason I ask that is because, right, we, we've talked about this on previous podcasts, like giving people a reason why you're asking the question sometimes makes it a lot easier for them to actually answer the question because now they're not wondering why are you asking that question. So what I'll say is, hey, are you okay with telling me no? The reason I ask is because a lot of times we go through this process, we have a good conversation, we go back and forth, and then for whatever reason on your end, something comes up or it drops down on the list of priorities. And then we play the touch and base and checking in game 50 times. And I don't want to have to do, I don't want to be that annoying sales rep. So are you okay with telling me no? You know, usually I get yes, John. And then by the way, you almost want to track this because we, we didn't talk about this part of it. You almost want to track the people that said yes to that. Oh yeah, sure. Absolutely. Morgan. Like when I tell you it's not a good fit, <clears throat> um, it's, it, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you if it's not a good fit, but right. then when they ghost you and they start they start going dark on you, then you can actually kind of have some fun with it. So you yeah. can have like you be like, hey, what's up, so and so? You know, I've called you three or four times since then. You've said you wanted to do something. It's been about a week and a half since you said you wanted to do it. Like, remember I asked you early on, but if you okay with telling me no, like, are we at that point in the conversation? Are we at the point of our relationship yet? Because I just I feel like you're dumping me, but it's killing me softly as opposed to just ripping the bandaid off. And I'd much rather have the bandaid ripped off, right? Exactly. So, yeah. And so, oh, and actually, Manuel has this one coming up. He says, uh, "Oh, I'm going through that right now. I've tried just what you said, John, but somehow people aren't still are still hesitant to say uh, to say to say no. Somehow, you're spot on, man. And and Manuel, that's why I think having some fun with it, setting the stage, and saying, "Are you okay with, okay with telling me no?" But then kind of having fun with it later. To be like, look, you told me you were cool with this. Like, are we at that point yet? And you'll you yeah. at least get a response that way, right? So, cool, man. Well, what are some uh, any other tactical things that you could suggest that people do? Because I'm trying to think of anything and everything. If if I had a laundry list. Um, I, got, I got one. I got one. So, and this is something that I probably will actually do tonight because I'll have a lot more time to just like, because it'll be quieter. Um, so write, down, write down goals for the quarter. Now again, some people may not be at the end of at the beginning of their quarter because I know fiscal years are different for everybody. But for most people, like July is that start of the new quarter. So writing down your goals for the quarter, like what do you want to accomplish when you get done? And this is professionally and personally. So I do it every quarter to figure out like where I'm at. Um, so big thing for me, like an example was for me to get uh, a personal trainer for like this quarter or last quarter. And so I did that. So now it's been helping me with all the stuff that I'm doing. So by writing that out, it's really helpful because there's some stuff in your head probably right now. You're like, dang, I need to do that. Yep. And you don't do it because you don't write it down. So that's one yep. thing that I know I had to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the personal piece is a big one because I think your personal goals drive, or my opinion here, your personal goals should drive your business goals. 
right? So if you want to, again, kind of paint that lifestyle picture of you where you want to be and then back into it as far as how much money you need to make, what kind of job, those type of things. So, but I think you're, you're a spot on. If we're not looking at it from both perspectives to say, hey, business-wise, this is up, but I'm also going to take care of myself type of stuff. I mean, I actually have it written on my board to remind myself to, to do personal goals because I'm, I usually get way too caught up in business to, to act, you know, to take care of myself. And so every day is, I mean, I'm, I, I hate to say it, but it's true. Like I just, I, my, unfortunately my health has historically been a, a, a distant second priority compared to my personal, my professional goals. Um, but I have exercise, vitamins, love, and goals as my four things that I need to pay attention to every day. Like I need to make sure I'm setting goals every day. I make sure I need to say, I love you to somebody every day. Uh, genuinely, I need to take my vitamins. So I'm, you know, I'm not, you know, whatever they do for me. Well, let's then, make uh, a point on that though, real yeah. quick, because obviously I'm going to bring up Gary here, but this is something that made me to make the decision on a lot of stuff that I do now, because I'm the same way as you and you probably know this. Like I'm very focused on my professional career. So like right. I will put things aside like, ah, no, I'll just do that later. Cause like, I'm going to be fine, which, you know, I could be fine, but like at the same time I could not be. Right. So I think, I think a big thing is figuring out like, what are the things that you need to do to make sure that you do those? Um, is it hiring someone? Is it getting a plan together? Is it having someone who's accountable to like that? Uh, cause that's, cause that's what you need to figure that out. Gary said like, that's the reason why he hired a personal trainer is because he like, he just didn't do anything. <laughs> like he just right. he was so focused on his career, he didn't do the stuff that he needed to do. So he has to have people accountable to him. So I think like everyone needs to think about like what are some things that I can improve upon that like from a personal standpoint that like you're just not doing. Um, and I have to have like certain friends in my life even to tell me that like yo we got to go do something because like I will like I could go six months and not hang out with anyone and just be focused on my career and I would be like whatever. Yeah. But I can't do that because that doesn't make sense. So it's like you have to figure out ways to, to be proactive. And that's just another goal that like I have written down is just be intentional with relationships and things across the board. Yeah. And be as objective as possible too. You know what I mean? Like really, I don't think there's anything wrong with mapping out what your, what your personal goals are and then holding people accountable to that. Right. I mean, you hear it all the time where Gary talks about, you know, you're, you are your collective of your closest group of friends, right? Yeah. Sometimes your personal goals have to be, uh, disassociating with some people that are just not healthy for you in a relationship. It, you know, I find that actually to be the hardest thing of Gary's advice, by the way, is to, it's, it's no problem when I find somebody who I can level up to, to do my best at engaging in them and trying to be more associated with them than I am people who are dragging you down. But there's sometimes where you just got some boys, right? Like from back in the day or high school or, you know, girls or something like that, that are still, that are good friends but like they, you know, they, they, they complain all the time about their job. They're at happy hour at, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. They're, you know, chilling all weekend doing nothing, but yet still complaining about how they want everything. And it's like, you know, how do you, I, I, I personally think you just need to compartmentalize those people and right. treat them how they are and lower your expectations of engaging from a cerebral or a business standpoint and say, you know what? It is what it is. Like we're, I'm, we're just friends here and we're just literally looking to have a good time and not right. my brain. Um, whereas I think there's a group of others that you can go to. And that actually brings up something that, that I, I know you've done, which is you've identified people that you've wanted to interview from an informational interview standpoint, right? Mm -hmm. Like 
talk, talk people through that process of how you identified people that you had admired and then what your approach was. Cause I think that could also be another reason or something to do this week is kind of put together your top 10 highlight list of people you'd love to have a conversation with and why yeah. and go after them. Yeah, I'll definitely touch on that. And then I actually want to, I want to definitely want to touch on the, the friends too, because I think that's important, but to answer your question, uh, so I have people that I identify that I really want to interview. Obviously, Gary is one of them. Um, Tom Billiou, you guys probably heard me mention before. Um, those people of that nature that like I, I really admire and respect. And what I do is I try to find commonalities in their message to something I believe in, and then I try to interview them on that. So I know I pay attention to Gary, so I'll use him as an example because he has the most content. Uh, he mentioned, he talks a lot about B2B sales, and he talks about like how people need to be more into sales. But no one ever asks him sales questions. It's always like, how do I grow my Instagram following? And like, how do I get a personal brand? Like, those are the normal questions he gets. But no one is ever like diving him about the sales process and like how he's doing sales and like his mindset behind it. So I just find try to find commonalities to get those informational interviews. Uh, even back in college, probably an easier example. I wanted to be a sports agent. So I would go to a lot of sports events, sports business events. And back when LinkedIn, I didn't even, I don't, they probably had inv- personalized invitations, but I didn't really pay attention to it. I would just add everyone that was in a sports company or local to the Atlanta area. And I would just ask like, Hey, I'm aspiring to be a sports agent. I know you've been in the industry for 10, 20 years. Like I just want like 15, 20 minutes of your time. And I want to ask you a couple of questions as I evolve in my career. And most of the time people were receptive to that. And a lot of people that were receptive to that have very high level positions. I mean, the most notable one was the owner of the Atlanta Hawks. I have no idea. Like that conversation was just off the charts, but and he took, and I always ask people, and this is important if you do get these conversations, uh, if it's not like an interview, like for your podcast, is to be like, why did you take this conversation? Like, you need to ask that because you'll, the answer you'll normally get is because no one proactively reaches out to them just asking for advice. Right. Most people that they say that reach out to them are asking for a job, they're asking for an opportunity, they're asking for money, they're asking to get put on, but no one ever actually reaches out to them like, hey, I just want to talk to you for 50, 20 minutes because I just want some advice and I just want some value from you. And if you come prepared with the right questions, those relationships can uh, last a long time. I still talk to people that I had informational interviews back in college. So really figure out people that are your industry. It could be someone uh, that's on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, it really doesn't matter. Uh, sending them an email that's the why you why now email essentially is what it was and just providing that value. But you have to find commonalities of what they're in. You just, you don't send a, an email to someone who's in the sports industry to be like, Oh, you're in the sports industry. I think it's cool. Like, let's talk. Like there has to be something you're aspiring to do or there's a reason. And John can kind of touch on that. Cause I know that he, he's always talks about like, I'll take meetings with you, but I have to know the reason of why we're having a meeting. Like I'm just not going to talk for 30 minutes to talk for 30 minutes. Um, but I think you're right. Like I, I actually, and Lucas had uh, brought up a question here is John and Morgan, what are your thoughts on mentorship and paid mentorship? Um, you know, I think this falls in line with that. I think you identify, I don't recommend, I, I kind of follow the Jack Welsh mentality on this one, which is, first of all, I don't think you should need to pay for me. Anybody who charges you to be a mentor is a little weird to me. I, I I'll pay somebody to be a consultant for me so I can bounce ideas off of, I've had a professional coach that is yeah. actually I've you know had weekly calls with and that type of thing and I'll do that but I don't consider that a mentorship. Any mentor that would charge you is somebody I would probably avoid in general. Um, but uh, but the the free ones you know look to see don't just have. I actually think it's a bad thing just to have one mentor or mentally commit to one person because that person is probably strong in some areas and really weak in others. 
So what I recommend is you look for different mentors in different uh, stages of what you're trying to be mentored on. So if you're if you are are just uh, aspirationally entrepreneur, fine. Go find out some entrepreneurs who've been there, done that, and find one a couple of them to have a conversation about how how do you become an entrepreneur and what does it mean and all that stuff. If you're looking for a sales mentor about like how can I be more successful in sales, well then go find somebody who's awesome at sales and pick their brain, grab lunch with them. You know, if you're looking for somebody that's a really good relationship developer, like really has insane relationships with their with their customers and all that other stuff, and then you know those type of things, find somebody mentor there. So that's where you can get little pieces of a bunch of people who are focused and good at those specific things and be yep. mentored by them, right? Yep. Um, so I like it. And that's where, you know, one of the things that you and I talked about for your prep uh, and, you, and you hit it on it this morning during our review call was identifying the five or six different channels of where you can get business. Right. Because because for everybody listening right now. So I'm going to give you a plug here, Morgan. Uh, Morgan's 100 percent as of July 2nd here. He's 100 percent on quota. Right. So now I'm, I'm serious. Like his ramp is over. He's been delivered. He's gotten good feedback. You know, he's selling it. Great. Go. So now we're on quota. Right. And so now you got to be pretty, you got to figure out the rest of your year. And would you talk about people like you don't have to name the sources, but what were the channels that you talked about this time uh, this morning and, and really kind of looking to optimize each one of them? Yeah. So we're, we're, we're breaking it down. So reverse engineering, uh, there's X amount of trainings that I have to do for the rest of the year. And so by calculating that, I have to figure I'm probably not going to get all those from one channel. Like it's just, I could, but that's just, that's just not, that doesn't make sense. So big thing I'm doing is, is segmenting into different ways I can do that. Um, LinkedIn, obviously is a source there using other people's networks, referrals, different companies that I may know that will be able to help me out. I'm also looking at my outbound prospecting videos that I make content perspective, personal brand. So I'm using everything uh, together and the connections that I know to segment out, okay, if like for this, like I can get at least three to five from here or like from this, like I know we can get five to seven. From this, I think we can get 10. So by able to, to focus it that way, I now know where to put my energy and I'm not just, not blindly going after, but just going, just working to work. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm out of prospecting, I'm out of doing these great things, which is great, but it's more beneficial for me to segment those out so that I know these are the channels that I can get those opportunities from. And we're not going into the rest of this year like, well, good luck. I hope I hope you hit the number. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So just to summarize here for everybody's takeaways, you know, like it's like both of us, Morgan and I say, because we're up on the hour here, you know, you're either in and you're either in this week or you're out this week. If you're in this week, go all in and use it as an opportunity to either clean some some stuff up or get ahead of your competition. And some easy things to do from a clean. First of all, get on the phones today and tomorrow. Guarantee you there'll be decision makers chilling. Uh, and then second of all, if that doesn't happen, then click over to projects, uh, clean your list, get your database right, find your triggers, uh, do some personal development. Um, you know, all those different things I would highly recommend people do right now. And if not, obviously get after it. Um, and Morgan, you said, uh, so just to finish up, you're, you're going to Orlando. You said going to Orlando. Oh, uh, is this with the family or is this just you? Family. All right, cool. So tell mom and dad I said hi. Um, cool. and, uh, yeah, and have some fun this weekend. Like I said, I you know Morgan and I from everybody else like 
we when we go off the grid, we go off the grid, but we go off with with a with a cell phone in the handy in the sense that if you need anything, text real quick, right? Because that's an emergency. But at the end of the day, like I always put on my out of office, we're not brain surgeons. We ain't curing cancer here, so I almost guarantee your email can wait until I get back. All right. So uh, with that. Uh, Hopefully everybody enjoyed the day. Uh, help Morgan out. He's he's on quota right now. So if you do know some people looking for training, I'm going to give Morgan a plug here. Send him his way. Um, and uh, yeah, just make it a great week. One day, one way or the other. If you're gonna take the time off, take it off and enjoy it. And mentally clear yourself and get ready for the grind coming up here on the ninth. Uh, if you're coming back there. So Morgan, any last words, everybody on this wonderful Fourth of July weekend or week? Enjoy, enjoy it. If you're going to take vacation, if you're not taking vacation, definitely take the time to strategically plan everything out. Uh, that's been the biggest thing benefit for me is when I actually plan everything out and I'm ready to go. Uh, and just keep dialing if you're in the office and you're making those phone calls. Awesome, everybody. Well, have a great fourth. Make it happen, and we will see you next week. Later hey, on. Cheers.